CorbettReport.com, and you're tuned into Corbett Report Radio. I think a lot of the listeners out there who've been listening to myself or any of the alternative media for some length of time will probably already know that the United Nations is not the ever-loving world government that it wants to uh, to portray itself to be, the the uh, the beneficent um, people who will go around and, and give peace to the world like they could hand out rain, rainbows and sunshine. I think we've seen how the United Nations operates, the part it's played in so many conflicts around the world, not keeping the peace as it likes to proclaim, but in fact making the wars. And I think we've seen really some of the uh, the underlying roots of the United Nations and how it's part of an underlying agenda for global government that is not in the people's best interests. But... Do we really know some of the more bizarre aspects about the United Nations? Well, perhaps not, but that is what we will be exploring tonight in what promises to be a very interesting conversation with our old friend Aaron Franz of theageoftransitions.com. And if you haven't yet been there, or if you haven't been there in the last few minutes, I suggest you do go there and follow along as there are some notes there about this very topic there at the top of the page theageoftransitions.com under a heading The Spiritual United Nations links and videos and it says uh, in the opening here the United Nations sponsors a few new age religious slash spiritual organizations, most notably the Aquarian Age Community these groups in turn laud the UN as the major political force for good in this world, they believe the UN to be an organization that is working to bring about both the spiritual and temporal unification of man They openly talk about the initiation of mankind and that their collective goal is to bring this about. These groups believe themselves to be spiritual way-showers sent here to guide the planet to a higher level of consciousness. Of course, much of the language used by these groups has cryptic occult significance. What appears to be fluffy New Age terminology is often a reference to true-life hidden power structures. The following is an explanation of some of their favorite terms. And then the post starts to get into some of those terms. There are some related videos and links and uh, excerpts from some of the articles that are posted there. Lots of very interesting information on this uh, somewhat obscure topic. So I'm very interested to roll up my sleeves and get into this. And here to help us do that is none other than Aaron Franz of theageoftransitions.com. So Aaron, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the program. Back here on your live radio show. Absolutely, and it has been a few months, and we have uh, changed times uh, since the last time we talked, so perhaps some of the people out there might be listening to you for the first time. If so, I really do hope they will check out your website and your podcast and your videos and just all the work that you're doing, just uh, really important stuff. And might I just say, I'm uh, I'm not caught up with the podcast at the moment. I'm, I'm several weeks behind, as with a lot of my podcasts, but I am very much enjoying the new Virtually There series that you're doing. I think it's uh, really interesting stuff. Why don't we just start by uh, telling people a little bit about that series? Oh, yeah, well, thank you. Um, of course, the podcast is Trans Resistor Radio. That's the name of my podcast slash internet radio show. I have done quite a few interviews in the past with various people, and I plan on doing quite a few more coming up here in the near future. But uh, the Virtually There series is a special series where it's just me speaking about my personal ideas on a wide variety of subjects, generally speaking, 
technological uh, growth, uh, meliorism, that being a sort of faith in technology and, and how this faith in technology is blending with actual technological development and speeding up at an ever more rapid pace, you know, the same age of transitions concept that I'm always interested in. So it's just my take on that, and I'm up to the fifth episode in that so far. That's right, and it, it is such a, a brilliant title because we are virtually there to being virtually there. Uh, very, very interesting stuff, as always. Well, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue chatting with Aaron Franz about the spiritual United Nations. Podcast friends, James Corbett here from CorbettReport.com. Tonight we're going over the United Nations, and as I mentioned in that first segment, I think a lot of us know about the official history of the United Nations and how it came together with all of those countries coming to the table in the wake of the devastation of World War II and deciding to join hands metaphorically and, and go into the future as a more of an international community, building peace and cooperation throughout the world in fulfillment of the idea of the League of Nations, which itself had its origins in uh, dubious uh, places and, of course, was given the mask of of uh, acceptable, acceptability by being about peace and love and all of that. But I think anyone who's studied that history knows the real roots of the United Nations in the globalist ideology of the, once again, the oligarchical ruling elite trying to consolidate power for themselves and trying to put a false front on that by talking about peace and happiness. I think a lot of us are aware of that and familiar with how that works, but tonight we're talking about a very different aspect of that, the spiritual United Nations. And once again, if you go to theageoftransitions.com, you can find some links and articles and videos related to tonight's conversation there at the top of the page, including a link to a bizarre organization called the Aquarian Age Community. They have a website that's linked up there, and if you go, you can follow through some of the links on that website of theirs to uh, to some of their write-up about the United Nations. And uh, it's got some pretty bizarre stuff in there. For example, uh, quote, It was on April 25th, 1945, two days previous to the full moon of Taurus and the festival of Wiesak, or Waysak, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, that delegates from 50 nations met in San Francisco for a conference known officially as the United Nations Conference on International Organization. And it talks about the setting up of the UN and the significance of the WESAC full moon and things like this. Uh, just a bizarre organization in and of itself, which I suppose would be one thing, but the fact that it's funded by or, or in some sort of affiliation with the United Nations makes it even that much more bizarre. So, once again, joining us to talk about this more is Aaron France of theageoftransitions.com. So, Aaron, let's start this topic by talking a little bit about this Aquarian Age community. What is this organization and what does it represent? Sure. Well, uh, first of all, the Aquarian Age community is uh, a group that was founded by the Lucius Trust, the Lucius Trust, in turn, also being affiliated with um, the United Nations itself, uh, being started uh, back in the 20s as the Lucifer Publishing Company, the publishing company of Alice Bailey. And the Lucius Trust has 
official sponsors such as the UN, Greenpeace, Amnesty International. And it was, uh, so again, it's, it's this interlocking, um, group of actually NGOs. These, these organizations, most of them are recognized as NGOs by the United Nations. And they are filled with individuals who work within the United Nations at all different levels. So all the way from the top, uh, organizational levels of the UN all the way down to diplomats and people in uh, lower areas uh, within the UN, all of which do subscribe to a very interesting religion, a very real religion that ties into what they're doing with, with their actual work with the United Nations. So they're doing a specific job uh, one that you summarized quite well in the beginning being, you know, the unification of the world. Uh, again, uh, unification of the world being done under different auspices for the general public. So, okay, the unification of the world, uh, along with that, the people who are doing this and carrying this out legitimately believe that what they do is right. It's like a spiritual, um, it's a spiritual mission of theirs. And beyond that, they also uh, see themselves in a position where they need to communicate with the average person and and, and um, actually prepare the average person's mind for this coming world unification. And beyond that, the coming of this, what they call a world teacher. Some very interesting <laughs> concepts going on there. And I, I think people can start to see how that does fit into sort of a United Nations idea, because, of course, it does touch on that idea of the world coming together in peace, happening in happiness and harmony. But uh, there's obviously an underlying spiritual agenda going on here. And uh, let's back up for a moment, because you mentioned the Lucius Trust, a.k.a. the Lucifer Trust and Alice Bailey. For people who aren't familiar so much with some of that, let's talk about what what that is, who Alice Bailey was, what kind of philosophy she subscribed to, and where this was all coming from. Yeah, well, first of all, Alice Bailey has been held in high esteem by high UN officials. The late Robert Mueller, specifically, was um, adherent of her beliefs and his particular spiritual beliefs tied in to her work, her work being primarily... Um, books such as externalization of the hierarchy where she uh again it's it's a typical new age publication where the idea is that she's basically channeling or getting her material from an ascended master and i can't remember the guy's name it's it's um uh it's an indian name so so i'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it but anyway she usually with with these sorts of books it's um you have the writer Alice Bailey, but but she's actually supposedly contacting higher sources, so she's just sort of a stenographer, you know what I mean? So she's just writing these ideas of the Ascended Masters. And again, another side point, you have to, whenever you're looking at any of this stuff, because this sounds really ridiculous, I understand everything I'm saying is like really far out there, what you have to do to really understand any of this is to slow down and to take a look at the terms that these people use things like Ascended Master and the uh, hierarchy of Hidden Masters, etc., etc. And um, you have to decode the occult, hidden meaning of these words. So, so when Alice Bailey talks about the hierarchy of Ascended Masters, uh, 
she's actually talking about a very real group in the world, which is being presented as a spiritual authority, you see? So the spiritual authority she's putting forth is this hidden group within the world, this hidden power structure that we don't see, but we're slowing, slowly being made aware of it. And this is the concept of her externalization of the hierarchy, her most famous book. Her actual goal is to make the average people aware of this hierarchy eventually. It's, so it's an overtime sort of job that they're doing because they know that they just can't come out immediately. They have to do it step by step. That's right. And and we often reference, I think, that uh, concept of externalization of the hierarchy without explicitly mentioning that it goes back to Alice Bailey and the, the Lucius Trust and all of that. But uh, I believe the ascendant master she was talking about was someone known as the Tibetan or known by, uh, by the initials DK. And uh, apparently that was later identified, according to that bastion of truthiness, Wikipedia, as B-J-W-A-L. I don't know how to pronounce that. Jual Hool. Yeah. So, um, so whatever that means, that's uh, that's an interesting concept and, and a very interesting character with, as you say, some very important uh, people uh, who have who have found her to be influential and who have uh, carried on that work. And uh, again, it's just the type of stuff that you can't make up. That they, they, associated with the United Nations, we have this Lucifer's Trust, which is the Lucifer Trust, which was publishing this uh, um, a periodical, which was called something like. Lucifer or something, wasn't it? Um, it? Well, the book is the externalization of the hierarchy. I know Alice Bailey has published quite a few things. And then, of course, there's a little tidbit that people love to put in there is that the Lucifer Publishing Company was, up until a little while ago, located at 666 United Nations Plaza. So that was their address. Very clever. Oh, coincidence, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, interesting, interesting. And so, so yes, yeah, so this, I mean, this has some roots that go way, way back because Alice Bailey was was writing in the early part of the 1900s, and uh, so obviously predating the United Nations. Um, some some very interesting stuff going on there, and then this comes into uh, groups like this Aquarian uh, age community. Well, let's talk about some of those terms that they use because, as you say, the the terms that they use sometimes just sound like airy-fairy rhetoric, but they have precise meanings behind them. So you've highlighted some in your notes for tonight's episode at theageoftransitions.com. For example, hierarchy of enlightened beings. What does that mean? (laughs) Yes, well, the hierarchy of enlightened beings is basically uh, the inner group that is working in this whole structure, the structure being the spiritual United Nations as a whole, many different groups this group that believes themselves to be spiritual workers in the world, the hierarchy of enlightened beings. Again, it's a secret society set up where a hierarchy is, you know, different levels where the people up at the top, know more people at the bottom, learn less. And so the outer circle that exists outside of the hierarchy of enlightened beings are known as the spiritual workers, which are, you know, they'd be the typical people who are within the Aquarian Age community, and, you know, they go to their meetings and they're doing their work. But at the same time, uh, they're doing all this. They're not within uh, the inner sanctum, as it were, of the hierarchy of enlightened beings. They they may not be in there, but they uh, agree with everything that it does, you see. So, 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 so they are, in a sense, worshipping the hierarchy itself. Uh, they see it as the main source of good in this world. And this is also the hierarchy of the nine beings 
the project overall is this idea of enlightenment of the whole world. So, so that, uh, again, the lower spiritual workers, the people on the outside are, their belief is that the enlightenment of the entire world is what this project is. So, so again, you, you know, the hierarchy is just coded words for hidden power structures. Exactly right. And of course, uh, who can enlighten the world but the illumined ones, I suppose. So it's, it is important to understand it sounds like spiritual type terminology, but they are referring to specific people there. So it is um, some actual people who really do govern things from behind the scenes for the most part. Fascinating stuff. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Aaron Franz of theageoftransitions.com. All right, friends, we're back here talking about the spiritual United Nations and all of the, well, interesting stuff that goes along with that. So once again, you can follow along at theageoftransitions.com, and we are talking to Aaron Franz of The Age of Transitions about some of the terminology that we might encounter when we start exploring some of the interesting websites like the Aquarian Age Community website that is linked up there. Uh, we talked about, for example, the hierarchy of enlightened beings, basically the the secret hidden rulers who are working behind the scenes. And uh, we also touched on the concept of spiritual workers, the lower-level workers who exist as a mediating point between the hidden hierarchy and the entire world. So I would think in the political context of the super-gophers like the, uh, the Kissingers and the Rothkopfs and those who... Uh, who have obviously a lot of power within the political world, but are, of course, uh, beholden to their hidden masters, who are really the enlightened beings, quote-unquote, behind the scenes. Uh, let's move on to super-mundane world. Aaron, tell us about that. Very important term right there. Basically, the super-mundane world is the world of the average person. So super-mundane being a uh, reference to, could also be... Uh, called super profane, basically. So people who go about their day-to-day -day lives uh, seeing everything in the world at face value, they don't have any understanding of any occult or esoteric uh, terminology or ideas. So therefore, they're living in a super mundane world. And um, this is the actual world that uh, the way showers, the spiritual workers, as they call themselves, want to communicate with. And I, I have in my article that uh, you're referencing with all the links, I have an excerpt from a specific article from the Aquarian Age community. I don't think it's, uh, it may still be on there, I couldn't find it recently, but anyway, the name of the article is called Cooperating with the Super Mundane World, the Hierarchy of Enlightened Beings. And I kind of want to just read from that to give people an idea of, uh, you know, their, their uh, ideal mission here. So let's see here. Uh, okay, it reads, the spiritual workers of the world provide that mediating point between the vertical and horizontal axes of the even-armed cross of discipleship service. A side note, that could be uh, dissected. Would, there's a lot of occult terminology there that they're uh, saying, but I'll, I'll leave that be for now. Anyway, it goes on. Uh, In our daily lives, we construct a bridge between the inner and outer worlds. Okay, quickly there, inner and outer worlds. Inner being the hierarchy of ascended masters outer worlds being the super mundane world. So people on the outside have no idea what's going on on the inside. 
these spiritual workers are the bridge between those two worlds. So you see what I mean? They're part of both. They're bringing the message of the inner hierarchy to the outer world. And it goes on to say this. There are specific key ideas that we are asked to put forward at this time. One of these is this whole idea of the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the group of enlightened beings who stand behind the scenes of our planetary life. This idea is so important right now because the masters are now preparing to come forward to outer recognition and that humanity has to be prepared for this recognition. So there you go. They're, they, at some point, the inner group is going to come out into the light, as it were, of day so that everybody can see them. And again, externalization of the hierarchy, that's what they're doing. And we'll all fall down at their feet and worship them as the ascendant masters they believe themselves to be. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Well, we ha- already have a caller waiting on the line, so we will go to the phone lines, and they are open right now, 1-800-313-9443. If there's anything you'd like to uh, contribute to this conversation, comments or questions for Aaron Franz, 1-800-313-9443, and we'll get you on the air. But let's go to Dave in Arizona. Dave, thanks for calling in tonight. Hi, James. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I just had a really quick question that I just want to get out of the way real quick uh, in reference to Bob Chapman. Mm-hmm. And that is this. Uh, are you taking over his position, or what, what's going on with the international forecaster? I don't know uh, specifically how it's working behind the scenes. All I know is that his uh, wife and his daughter have taken over the the running of the the forecaster and it's going out on a weekly basis now on Saturdays and I am contributing the editorial the opening article in the exact same way I was before Bob Chapman passed away so uh, that's coming out on a weekly basis now okay the reason why I'm asking is because I've relied on on Bob for stock information so who's do you know who's handling that aspect there is a, an email address there on the uh, the website that uh, you can use to contact them. Um, either his wife or his daughter would, would be reading that and getting back in touch with you. Um, certainly, I don't offer stock advice, so that's not the realm that I'm capable of okay, handling. Good. Yeah. Um, and then, secondly, um, I wanted to uh, be more um, direct to what you're, uh, to the issue at hand, and that is the occult. Um <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Go ahead. People, okay. People talk about history, and they say they say they speak in general terms. They say, okay, we need to know our history. We need to know. If you don't know your history, you're screwed. You're bound to repeat it. Okay, that's a very nice general way of speaking things. But what people do not say. Ooh, I hear music. We are coming right up against the break. Just hold that thought. We'll come right back to you after the break. Once again, anyone else who wants to get in, 1-800-313-9443. Tonight we're talking about this spiritual United Nations with Aaron Franz of the Age of Transitions. So we'll take a short break, but we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Welcome back, friends. We are here on Corbett Report Radio tonight talking about the spiritual United Nations with Aaron Franz of the Age of Transitions. And currently we're talking to Dave in Arizona, who is about to ask a question about history. So, Dave, go ahead. I wasn't going to ask a question. I was actually going to make a comment. What? Okay. Uh, it's, okay. It's uh, difficult for me to express this, but when I listen to a lot of the interviews, I listen to RBN all the time. I listen to Renz all the time. I listen to Alex Jones all the time. And people are confused about a lot of things. And what I think the bottom line is, what they're confused about is, why are the elite doing what they are doing? In other words, okay, they have everything they want. They have all the money, number one, right? Number two, they have all the power that they want, right? We can all agree on that, can we not? Uh, I'm not sure I could agree on that, actually. Okay, okay, but okay... Let's just leave it at that. Okay, let's say they have all the money that they want. Can we agree on that? Well, I think that's pretty much taken for granted, yeah. Okay. And in terms of power, okay, um, that's a little bit... People argue on that. Do they have all the power that they want? I don't believe so. Right. And the thing is, what, what people disagree on is, do they have all the power that they want? I think that's where the disagreement lies. Right. Okay. Because if you have a certain amount of money, you can do whatever you want to a certain extent. Do we not agree on that point? Well, well, it, it's it's Dan? more than just it, what they believe that they're doing. This group that we uh, just put the term elite on. Okay. What what they're doing is they believe is a service to humanity. They, they literally believe, I, I mean, their methods are certainly questionable, and we know plenty about that. But they believe wholeheartedly that, that what they're doing is enlightening the entire world by everything that they do. You see? Okay, that's where I differ. What are they enlightening everyone on? They're, bring, they're bringing in a new system that they have full faith in being an enlightened system. And, okay, and what is that system, please? Well, well it's, it's, uh, it would take hours upon hours uh, to even begin explaining it, and that wouldn't even be enough. It's, it encompasses everything. It's an entire world system. World system requires a religion to function properly, first of all. So they have to create a unified religion for the world. And um, they have to... Uh, and, of course, it's the state aspect as well. So it has to be a religion that uh, props up and gives spiritual credence to whatever state and economic social system that they have planned. So is, you see, everything is conjunction. Uh, that, that's why it's so many things at once. Everything has to fit okay. together. I'm, I'm sorry. That's why I disagree. I do not think it takes time to explain that. I think it takes about a few seconds to explain <laughs> that system. Well, well I, in all the intricate details, it, it would uh, require volumes and volumes to really gain a true understanding. That's what I mean, to like really understand like the ins and the outs and the inner workings. And uh, it, it would take a lot of, um, it, it takes a lot of digging to, to get at it. And that's why people want to 
throw away anything when when you come at people with this information they're like oh you don't know what you're talking about because they want to have like the quick and easy answers they want to be able to know everything in a little box because they're living in the super mundane world that they're talking about that this uh, spiritual un group is talking about most people are just see things in a mundane sense so that they don't see the interconnected interconnectedness between seemingly unconnected things and, and you have to be able to do that to really uh, see the big picture. So it's all about the big picture. If you're talking about a world system, uh, that's a big picture. Well, what does that mean? What does it entail? Okay. So what does it entail? It entails quite a bit. Part part of it is this uh, enlightened initiation of mankind. That's one part of it. Okay. So, but 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 what I'm asking is, what is what are we being initiated into? That's that's the good question. And again, it would take a lot of explanation. But in short, the short version is the common man being a collective individual. You see, we're all the common man is to be initiated into the mysteries. So the mystery school, that's the template for this new society. The common man is to be initiated into this new okay. society, okay, which so also what has is, a, cor- what has is a corresponding my- religion. Okay, what is the mystery school? What is the name, what is the name, N-A-M-E, of the mystery school? Well, well, I, I could be quite generic and say it's Freemasonry. Or no, 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 don't be generic, be specific. I want to, I want to, People want specifics when they want answers. They don't want. They don't want generics. Yes. Okay. Well, um, uh, it is the hierarchy of uh, ascended masters. Hierarchy of was it the hierarchy of enlightened beings? That's it's it's their system and religion. That's what it is in short. Okay, so you just gave me more generics, but you haven't given you haven't named. Any- <laughs> Dave, could you give an example of what what it is you're looking for? Because clearly okay, you're looking so, for something uh, very. Specific. Okay, so in, in other words, if you say a hierarchy, are you saying benign birth? Are you saying uh, Illuminati? Are you saying um, are you saying thirty third degree? There are names for these things. There, it's not just it's look, just not look, the look, hierarchy. Look, look, look. Look, the, 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 okay, it is, is it the Scottish Rite or is it the uh, is it the Scottish Rite or is the uh, is it the other Rite? Is it is it the um, uh, okay? Is it the is it the left or is it the right? Like, what is it exactly? Is it the, is it the skull and bones? What what is the hierarchy? What is at the top of the pyramid? Uh, can you, you keep looking okay, at okay, Dave? Yeah, I think we'll have to we'll have to start uh, hashing that out. But but I do thank you for the call. I know there's a there's a lot. That people are interested in there, but it, it, I think it does a disservice to this information to be trying to look for just that much level of detail when in fact I think there are elements of all of that together and I think they u- use a completely different name for it and, uh, and I think we limit ourselves when we start only looking for that particular part. But, but Aaron, what's your take on that, that type of questioning? Yeah, well, exactly. You have to look at the whole and, and, and again, um, uh, looking at, um, specific little parts that everybody's looking for the catch-all answer and there is no such thing that that that's not the way it, it works here and um uh, I'm, I'm trying to uh well I, i'm having difficulty explaining this now but but yeah that all in all it's um the initiation of mankind that is the goal what is that that's confusing? I understand. The reason, see, and the reason this is confusing is because it's a cult terminology that people don't know 
when you're talking occult terminology, each word that you use has multiple meanings, you see. So if, if you're talking about these subjects, you have to be able to connect a lot of dots and see multi-form patterns within what seems to be one thing. That's first of all. And then um, second of all, uh, well, I, I lost my train of thought. I'm well, well I, let me just say I can appreciate and sympathize with the frustration of people like Dave who would like that one word answer or that, that one title that we can use to understand the entire system. But again, I think it does a disservice to this because obviously so much time and energy and thought has gone into the constructing the system that I think if we could just identify it in 10 seconds and then uh, it would and, and get rid of it, I mean, clearly we would have done that by now. Uh, there, there's so much more to it. And I think people have to start taking a look at the, the source information for themselves so, for example, you've linked up to the, the Aquarian Age Community website uh, from that, uh, that article on Age of Transitions. I suggest people go there and start taking a look at through some of these, uh, these articles that they themselves have written about what the UN is and how it was set up and why it's there, and uh, writing such things as uh, talking about the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, which declares that all people should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood. Via this declaration, the United Nations has provided humanity for the first time ever with a collective global conscience. And uh, it starts putting it in, in those types of terms. And if, then we can follow that thread back to the people who uh, constructed the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, including H.G. Wells, who wrote the uh, what was really the preliminary draft of that and then was adapted. We can see, of course, H.G. Wells and his connections to eugenics, and we can start tying in that ideology and that agenda, which ties into the, the hierarchy that exists and the idea of this hierarchy. So again, I think there are so many related concepts that it really does limit ourselves too much to try to simply put it in a 10-second, three-word sentence or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And as you're saying, the best thing that anybody can do if they legitimately want to understand any of this is read the source documents. As you're saying, go to that Aquarian Age Community website, read their essays, read the minutes from their meetings, their presentations. It will blow your mind. It will make you ask a lot of questions, say, what the heck is all this? See, so it'll present you with a lot of questions for you to investigate. Uh, if, if you, in turn, uh, do diligence on that and you look into it and you start seeing the connections between things, you'll start being able to make educated guesses. And admittedly, that's what I'm doing here. You, you have to, if you're talking about a hierarchy of enlightened beings that exists in this inner world hidden away from the rest of the world, well, we're all speculating on that, are we not? And yet, uh, we don't know what it is, and yet there's all these groups that are specifically talking about it they're saying, yes, it exists. Yes, um, it's uh, basically what is leading us. But, but they're not giving away any of you know the inner workings of it. So we're not privy to know these things. And see, that's part of the problem, too. It's like, if this hierarchy is so great, they're doing all these wonderful things, uh, what is that? What are they doing? We don't know. And see, that's part of the whole issue when you start talking about hierarchies hidden power structures, you know, secret societies, all that. That's just the nature of them. So, so that's one of the that's problems. Right. And, that's right. And I think, through. exactly, a lot of people are left in that, that position where they feel that coming to the point of an understanding of what it is that we don't know is not, an, is not a satisfying response because there is, as you say, so much that is purposefully kept from the public and purposefully hidden. And to come to an understanding of the information that is hidden 
uh, is uh, in some ways a pipe dream. I mean, I think it's asking mm-hmm. for the, the impossible. And I think we have to realize that there is still a purpose and a point in coming to an understanding of what we are, or coming to an understanding that there is so much that we don't know. And uh, sometimes being in a place of questioning is, in fact, more empowering than being in a place where you think you have the answer. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't agree with that more. And I'll, I'll be the first one to say that I don't know a whole lot of anything. I just have more and more questions about all these topics on a daily basis because there's innumerable ones. But within the questions, you do gain more understanding and you're able to see and understand and make, as I'm saying, better educate guesses as to what's happening. Exactly right. Well, we have another caller on the line. We have Lisa in Louisiana. So let's go to Lisa. Lisa, thanks for joining us tonight. Hello. Good evening. Uh, I want to talk about the Illuminati. Go ahead. Uh, do you have any information about that? Well, if we're talking about a hierarchy of enlightened beings, uh, if, in terms of Illuminati, Illuminati is, at this point, I mean, we, we have the history of the Illuminati with the Bavarian group and Weishaupt and all that. Um, what's more important than that history at this point is what the word has sort of morphed into, Illuminati being this catch-all term now for anybody who is enlightened and who's an insider and who who is uh, understands this world of the occult that does exist in the world. They, they understand that there's hidden power structures, and they themselves are within that group, by simply, in one sense, it's by simply noting that it's there. But in another sense, the Illuminati is uh, sort of um, the the ones who who really are within the inside of it because they're the enlightened ones. Again, again, this is a project of enlightenment that they believe they are. Um, they want to enlighten the entire planet, the common man. That's that's their uh, genuine mission. They believe that. Right, and and people often tend to get hung up on the name Illuminati and 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 some of the associations with it without really understanding, I think, the the specific history of that particular group. But uh, obviously, as you say, it ties into a, a kind of greater agenda. All right, thank you for that, Lisa. Let's move on to Lee in Wyoming. Lee, you're on the air. Hi, good to be with you two today. Good evening. Um, you know, you're talking about source documents. Um, we can study their source documents and find what they say. And I think through study, and James, you've pointed this out quite often, that uh, if you want to know what the sociopaths do and have always done from history, you do look at the source documents. And some of it, you just self-educate yourself. You read Plato, Aristotle, Julius Caesar, Charlemagne. Um, you have a group of society that are sociopaths, and they've always done this. And so what we need to do is look for patterns. We don't need to know specifically what they're doing now because they've done it through history. Agreed, and I think, yeah, that's what Dave was was bringing up before the break there a, a, a little bit earlier in the program. He was talking about people who talk about, well, you have to know about history in order to not repeat it. And I think that's a, precisely the point. We have to look for the patterns in things like how do small groups of people come to power and what do they do with that power once they're in power. And with that knowledge, yeah, you're exactly right. We don't need to know every specific point of what's happening. We We understand where this is heading. Um, yeah, I, I just think there's going to... Throughout human history, for as long as we're on this earth, there's always going to be a percentage of men that are that are going to try to grasp this kind of power, and they refine it and they refine it, but they're essentially 
they're they're building on their knowledge on how to control us. It's going to just be a constant, eternal struggle. Um, we've got to keep ourselves educated and our children, because even if we were to turn things upside down right now, like the founders did in uh, 1790 when they... In this country, they were able to ratify the Constitution. Immediately, it's going to be attacked again. And so this is something, this isn't a battle that's got an end. It's a, it's an eternal battle. And I thank you for your time. Well, thank you for the call and the insights. I, I agree. I don't really see an end point to this. I think as long as people are on the planet, they're going to be having, be engaging in these types of battles for, basically for people's hearts and minds, their consciousness, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, Aaron, what's your take on it? Yeah, I, I agree. It's an um, eternal thing, keeps going on. Uh, not, I could say a lot more about the terms that they use. Again, going to the Illuminati, the enlightened ones, you know, they're the light bringers and all this stuff. Uh, it's the story of the world. It's always been these characters who say they're bringing light, but uh, you look at their methods and you say, well, no, wait, these guys are the light bringers? What, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's interesting, of course, they always paint themselves as being the inner group and the elite and the ones that are bringing the enlightenment um, obvious for obvious reasons, as anyone who tries to construct a system like that does. They, they paint themselves in the middle and everyone else is the profane. But uh, I think you and I and everyone listening right now would have a different idea about that. And it's up to us to uh, to construct the, the reality we want to live in and not just receive the reality they're constructing. But on that note, let's uh, let's take another short breather, and we will be back to wrap up tonight's conversation with Aaron Franz of TheAgeOfTransitions.com right after this. Corporate Report Radio. This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. We are here in the final minutes of tonight's broadcast. Again, we've been talking to Aaron Franz of TheAgeOfTransitions.com about the spiritual United Nations, a very, very interesting topic. And as I say, I hope you will go to The Age of Transitions to check out the accompanying art notes and articles for uh, for this uh, conversation. A lot of stuff that we haven't had time to get to, including an interesting Amazon review of Alice Bailey's The Externalization of the Hierarchy, which in the end makes it pretty apparent what uh, what this cult teaching is really really about and what's at its heart but uh, just in the final few minutes here Aaron let me pose this question to you uh, do you think I, I I certainly believe that the people who are promoting this and and who are deeply involved with this believe it themselves that they believe that there's this spiritual hierarchy and that they're doing this work of enlightenment etc but do you think the, there is at least the possibility that all of these people who are pushing this agenda are themselves being played by and higher level of the system, uh, so to speak, that uh, that wants them to believe in this, so that they'll be converts to the religion and and be you know good proselytizers for this hierarchy, but it's really just being sort of puppeteered so that you know the people behind the scenes know that all of this is mumbo jumbo. I would be surprised if that were not the case, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. And um, that's, I, that's where I, I'm heading as well. Yeah, for sure. They have this. I'm going to try to pop this idea here in the end. They have the idea of the Maitreya. Again, Maitreya is the world spiritual teacher that's coming. Uh, Benjamin Cram is a big guy who talked about this along with Alice Bailey. He, at one point, said that um, 
this Maitreya will show up, this world teacher will pop up on our TVs, and he'll communicate to us by communing telepathically into our minds. And he says that this is going to happen in the future. And uh, that's weird. Um, it, it's, it's interesting to think about that actually happening and the te- tel- telepathy being an actual use of some sort of technology that the general public doesn't know about. And then, again, a savvy public would wonder, well, how's this TV talking to me without... How's it speaking to me telepathically? You know, if an audience who was aware of that actually happening, uh, they would question that, you know? And, uh, again, I'm talking about really wacky stuff because I'm talking about the stuff that they literally say will happen. So, so I, again, this is one of the weirdest topics in the world, but I've really enjoyed talking about it with you tonight, James. Well, it takes us on some interesting journeys and opens up some interesting points that often we don't get a chance to, to talk about in great length when we're talking about these subjects, but it does underpin a lot of uh, the sort of greater agenda of what's happening. Once again, I, I think that you've been doing an excellent job of outlining so many different aspects of that on, on uh, Transresistor Radio radio, and on your work in the Age of Transitions generally. So uh, just briefly tell us about uh, Revolve and some of the other products that you have available at the Age of Transitions. Yeah, uh, well, Revolve is my book. It's Revolve Man's Scientific Rise of Godhead. And there are actually some uh, chapters that get into the New Age aspect of all this, this sort of eschatological religion Again, that's part of it too. They believe that man is being raised up to a higher level. And so there's a lot of been a lot of new age books written about this and they actually, uh, put in little bits where they'll tell you about, um, real technologies that are just only now emerging as high tech technologies like, well, anyway, yeah, go to the age of transitions.com. Check it out. Thank you. All right, Aaron. Okay, well, we are running out of time. So once again, thank you so much for your time tonight, and uh, best of luck. I'm looking forward to all your work in the future. Yeah, thank you again, James. I'll take care now. All right, there goes Aaron Franz, theageoftransitions.com, and I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And once again, we will be back tomorrow night, same time, same channel. We'll be talking to James Evan Pilato of foodworldorder.com, so I hope you'll be able to join us. Until then, thank you for listening, and take care.